your self-worth determines your net worth. I do constantly talk about that. I found that people usually define their self-worth based on the net worth, but it's the other way around. You put the cup before the horse there. You have to, whatever you feel about yourself is what determines how much net worth you have. Hi, this is journalist Caroline Stephen, and this is Talking Trading. Our guest today is Gul Khan, and Gul is an effervescent money mind expert who helps entrepreneurs break free of limiting subconscious beliefs about money. Gul is a burst of energy, and today she looks at how to make money from the inside out. She looks at how money blocks get created and how to clear these emotional money blocks. If you picture an iceberg, 90% of an iceberg is hidden beneath the surface of the water. Neuroscientists at esteemed institutions like Stanford and Harvard have proved that our human brain operates in much the same way. The visible 10% of our mind is the conscious and the hidden 90% is our subconscious mind. Let's hear what Louise Bedford has to say about the subconscious mind and then we'll go to Gull. As a trader, it's so important to be curious. The best traders have the ability to Google, to go deep, to question, and to seek the answers to their own questions. If you don't know the meaning of a trading term, Google it. If you don't know what your broker offers in terms of instruments, ask. If you don't understand how your charting package works, watch the tutorials. Do everything you can to learn about your craft. Learn about the history. Learn about the people who have succeeded before you. And most of all, learn about the things that are blocking you from success. Sometimes it can be as simple as setting aside an afternoon to really focus on your own trading lessons so that you can excel. This is Allie Brown, and I'm listening to Talking Trading. Al Khan from the Money Mindset Podcast. Hello, and welcome to Talking Trading. Thank you, Caroline. I'm super excited to be here. Chris Tate described you as the very effervescent Gul Khan. Gul, we're talking about mindset and the energy of trading and how to change your money blocks because we all have them. Gul, what are money blocks? Oh, that's a great question, Caroline. So let's start off with, uh, let's define, uh, I want to cover the first three core principles of, um, of energy, of, of, of who you are and everything else. And this comes from quantum physics, by the way, not, not some woo-woo rubbish, but actually quantum physics teaches this. And I want to make sure that we're all on the same page before I sort of go on and explain what money blocks are specifically. So the core three principles are this, which we discussed just off, um, before we posted the interview that everything is energy. We know this, okay? Quantum physics teaches us that everything's energy, including the voice, uh, the, you know, our voice, the, our sight, our hair, physical, non-physical, everything in between is all energy. If that's the case, then that leads us to principle number two, which is that everything is vibrating at a particular frequency. And this all includes money and everything else um, as well that you can, you, know, you can think of. And then that leads us to principle number three, which we all have witnessed either in person or on TV or on a video or something, which is, uh, which is uh, indicated by the law of resonance, 
where that whatever you're in harmony with on that particular frequency, you attract. Mm. So we've seen this in action when we have see the lady singing in a high pitched voice and the glass glass eventually breaks when she hits the notes, which is on the same vibration as the glass, and the glass shatters. Right. So that shows that you know, the law of resonance in action. But then that indicates what we mean by you are in harmony with and you attract to you whatever you're on the same frequency with. So those three things is really important. Important. Now, this brings us on to money blocks. What are money blocks? Money blocks, in essence, so, um, you can call them emotional blocks. I call them money blocks because they will block your money. These are emotions, things that have happened to us in the past, to us, or we witnessed it, or we picked up the energy from our primary caregivers. Let me explain. So we are uh, you know, the sum of all emotions that we believe, that we've experienced, but not necessarily just ourselves because our parents are primary or primary caregivers, I should say, because it, it doesn't have to be a parent. Between the ages of zero to seven, you're like a spike, you're absorbing their emotions also. So in this time, so up until, say, for example, I'm 42 now, up until 42, everything I've experienced emotionally, this is the key, emotionally is part of my energetic field. Again, science tells us this, that we are literally a bundle of energy. We have this auric field around us. You can, there are machines, you can show this to, this isn't just woo-woo, normal new age stuff. It's actually scientifically proven that energy is the heart energy and your expanded energy. Okay. Now I'm going to, I'm going to put, quickly throw in something else, which is something that I've come to conclusion that I've come to because this, I think most people put this back to front, by the way, you're not living inside of your body, your, your, in your side of your body, your body is inside of you. So if you understand this point, concept that you are this bundle of energy and inside of you is this dense matter, which looks like your physical body. Most people get this back to front and think, well, I'm inside my body, but no, you're not. Because if you were, somebody comes too close to you. Why do you think they invade your personal space? Why? Because they're coming, they're invading onto your auric field. So this is why your body's inside of you. It's the dense matter that everyone can see with a normal eyes, um, normal eyes okay? Now, in the energy field, not just inside your body, it does have to get trapped in your body too, as um, in you know, muscle, in the, your emotions get trapped in your muscles, but also in your energy field, everything you experienced or you picked up from people around you end up being pockets of this, um, you almost see like they, they see this little, little black dots. If you see, if you take a picture of your auric field, you'll see these emotional blocks as these little dots all over your energy field. These are your emotions. So, for example, let me give you an example. Your father, or um, you, you know, told you off for something when you were a child, and made you feel very small, and made you feel that you're insignificant, and that's the emotion that you picked up that I'm insignificant. That will become a block in your energy field, and that will be quite dense actually in your, in your in your physical body as well. And the further in it is, the further closer it is to your physical body, the bigger the block. By the way. Okay, so it be it'll be it'll be trapped in there, and then you, throughout your life you may have this idea, and non, non, not consciously but unconsciously, that I'm not worthy, or I'm not good enough, or I'm insignificant, and you'll become invisible. You won't make that many friends, or people will you know pass you over for promotions, or in, if you are trying to set up a business, you don't get clients. These things could show up and manifest it that way. So obviously, this is going to impact the amount of money you make, be it in a job because you're not going to get promotion, they're going to be, you know, you're not going to be able to get anywhere or in your business because you people, your clients need to see you in order for them to give you money, right? This is why these emotional blocks are what I classify as money blocks. And they can happen throughout the time. It doesn't have to be just when you're older. A lot of the times, and what I find is 70 to 80% of your programming, subconscious programming is done between the ages of zero to seven, which means, by the way, that 70 to 80% of your energy blocks, your money blocks, have been programmed into your energy field by your primary caregivers before you turn seven. And this is where you are. Is there a special way 
that as traders, we can recognize that we've got these black dots in our aura that we're trying to clear, but we can't really get to? Oh, brilliant question. Absolutely, you can. And I think the first point is before you can actually deal with a particular block, you need to be aware of it. And how do you become aware of your money blocks? Well, the most simplest way, the strategy that I've given to people, and I keep, by the way, I do everything very simply. I believe there's power and simplicity. So just get a grab, a, grab a pen and paper and um, put a timer on your phone. And I want you to free flow write how you feel about money. Because we're focusing on money blocks. We're going to focus specifically. And by the way, people talk about abundance and prosperity. And yada, yada, yada. I talk about hardcore cash. Because as traders, that's what you want to have. Hardcore cash in a bank account. So let's be real, okay? So get a pen and paper. Put the time on your phone. And start writing about money, cash, dollars. You can use your own currency. I, I talk about pounds. You can talk about dollars. Whatever. For the next five minutes, without consciously thinking, without lifting a pen from paper, you write about money. Now, the first two uh, two minutes or so, if you've been a conscious thinker, if you've been one of those people who's listened to Think and Grow Rich and read, um, you know, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad and all that stuff, all the wonderful, wonderful books out there, then you'll write for the first two, three minutes, you write, money means freedom. Money is amazing. I love money. I want money. All the rubbish they've been telling yourself that this is true, which is not true for you, but you think it's true. Okay. Then once those first two or three minutes are up and your conscious mind sort of knocks out, because you run out of things to write consciously within the first two or three minutes, that's the whole point behind it. Your subconscious mind kicks in. Remember, you're not going to pick up your pen. You're going to carry writing. That's when all the real stuff comes out. Will I ever make money? I've never made money. My parents don't have money. Who the hell am I to think I have money? Do I even deserve money? I'm not worthy of money. I can't have money. I'm not allowed to have the Ferrari. Who the hell am I Ferrari? I'll be very arrogant if I have money. All those old, really deep, dark core feelings about me will start coming onto paper. And that's it. So when the timer goes off, you put the pen down and then guess what? Very simply, you read the top. You'll see the difference between the, what's written at the top and in the middle and towards the end. Towards the end is where you're really, really awful. Money never shows up. Money always gets me annoyed. I'm always frustrated. Money is always running out. There's always too much money on the end of the money. All of that really hardcore feelings about money comes up. And then you realize, and quite logically as well, as you just mentioned at the beginning of, the, of this interview, if money is energy like everything else, then you are giving really negative vibes to money throughout your day, every single day, subconsciously. And because consciously you only think about money maybe you know, three, four times a day, but subconsciously you're thinking about it constantly and you're giving up this negative vibe. So why the hell would money show up? Make sense? It does. Everything's subconscious, isn't it? So yeah. if, we, if we go more into the subconscious, let's talk about self-sabotage. Oh, I love, I love the concept of self-sabotage. So I really don't believe there's any such thing as self-sabotage. Self-sabotage for me is just your subconscious mind of self-preservation. So I always say self-sabotage equals to self-preservation. Why? Because your subconscious mind is programmed. Whether it knows it's right or wrong, it's programmed to work in this particular thing. If you think of it this way, it's a plane. If you program a plane and to go on automatic pilot and to fly from London to New York, it may be that New York has this big war going on. It's awful for you. You should be going to New York. But the plane doesn't know. The plane is going to go. It doesn't know right from wrong. It doesn't have any feelings or objective ideas. It follows its programming. It's going to go to New York. So in order for you to stop going to New York, you have to go in there, reprogram, so it goes to Japan instead. And that's the only way it'll do it. That's how your subconscious mind is. So if you are programmed to think and feel about money in a certain way, and this is really important, if you are programmed to have your money thermostat, 
And I call this many famous you, which is given to you again by your primary caregivers, usually a parent, mom and dad, but it could be anybody who looks after you between the ages of zero to seven. If you have, if you have financial thermostats between a certain level, if you go up, if you start hitting that top part, okay, there's two things. If you start hitting the top part, then you're going to cause um, to, you know, you're going to attract yourself either ill health or people or circumstances which makes you pull you down okay so maybe money comes in but you you make sure you you know manifest expenses which makes the money goes up okay so you literally went right back down or if you find it's if you've been programmed to make you know money making money should be hard work and you enjoy trading and you find that i can do trading two hours a day and make the same amount of money that i can you know working 10 hours a, uh, for the rest of the week 10 hours a day for the rest of the week and slaving away at an office that difference can also pull you back you think huh but it does and consciously that makes no sense but subconsciously you're programmed to work hard if you're not working hard you're doing something wrong and this is why it pulls you back it has to keep you in status quo the same by the way the reverse is also true if you start hitting the bottom end of the you know your, your, your financial thermostat your subconscious mind thinks oh no i'm running out of money i need to survive i need food so what again what you'll do you will attract you opportunities, circumstances, situations where you attract money from out of the blue sometimes and it pushes you back up into the comfort zone. So your subconscious mind is there just keeping you safe and keeping you between the two you know, upper lower limits and making sure you're on track, which includes if you're programmed to work hard for money and you don't think work, doing trading is hard work, then until you change your ideas about what hard work means, you're going to be stuck with, you may do one step forward and 10 steps back. It will just keep pulling you back. How do you program for success? Great question. The first step is doing the task I just said about, you know, two minutes ago about writing out and working out what is your current programming around money. And also you can do you can do the same task around success. So using each word has a particular energy. You know this, right? That every particular word has a particular frequency, has a particular energy. And uh, we are triggered with those words in a particular way. So the same task which we use with money and dollars or pounds or yen or whatever, you can use the same particular strategy with the word success and think, okay, what does success mean to me? And how do I define success and write it out? And then go back and read it. And then that will give you an idea of what success means to you and what's holding you back. I promise you, towards the end of that, that uh, the, the paragraph or your two or paragraph or two, depending on how fast you write, you'll, you'll get a good insight in terms of if you're not successful right now, why not? Okay, and that's your emotional blocks and what are they and what's holding you back and what's pulling you in that direction. Okay, so here's a question. How much are emotional blocks related to self-worth and is everything coming back regarding money, success related back to self-worth and what you didn't get as a child? Because, you know, childhood can get pretty boring when you're constantly talking about it, but everyone seems to. So it obviously trips us. Well, that's a great, great, great question. I love, I love what you just said. And I have this saying that your, your self-worth determines your net worth. I do constantly talk about that. I found that people usually define their self-worth based on the net worth, whether it's the other way around, you put the cup before the horse there, you have to, you're, whatever you feel about yourself is what determines how much net worth you have. Now, I have a way of, of actually explaining this as well. If you think about this way, and I'm going to go a bit, bit spiritual here, by the way, just for a second, right? But I just wanted you to stay with me. Um, if you think by this way, we were a spiritual being before we, you know, decide to have this physical experience for a finite period, by the way, 18, 90, 100 years max, okay? Nothing more than that. And so we had, we existed a billion years before. 
we are here for this finite period of 80, 90, 100 years, then we're going to go back into the spiritual world and exist for another 100 billion years. God knows who knows how much, okay? Now, if you think of it this way, every single person on this planet, irrespective of your color, race, gender, which, which part of the world you're born in, you know, Japan, Timbuktu, Afghanistan, America, UK, it doesn't really matter. We're all, all spiritual beings having bodies and, we, and we're using these bodies to have a physical experience, but we're all actually the same. Okay. That's the, that's the, you know, just stay with me for there. If that's the case, now, can you think of it this way? Billions of years before, 80 to hundred years, billion years again, is it possible that you as a spirit can do anything which can diminish your value because you've existed for billions of years before, billions of years after. So this finite period of 80 to 100 years, can it possibly at all anyway impact your intrinsic value? And the answer is no. You can be the biggest jerk, the biggest saint. Either way, it's for that period of time, which is 80 to 100 years. That's it. That cannot possibly have any kind of impact on billions of years before and billions of years to come. And therefore, your intrinsic value never changes. It's always the same. That means your intrinsic value comes from you being who you are and being truly understanding who you are, which is a spiritual being having a physical experience for a finite period. Now, you are you. You are not your blocks. Key you are you. Yeah. You are not your blocks. You are not your physical body. You are much greater than that. You are, the, you are so much bigger than that. And if that's the case, then there's a, there's a, people get confused and I talk about define this in two ways. There's a difference between self-worth, which I've just described, which is in, in tune to its intrinsic value, which can never be diminished. You can go up, go down. And this self-esteem. The self-esteem part is straight to, I'm a woman, I'm a brown woman, I'm living in London, I'm, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm a lawyer from before, I'm a trader now, I'm a mother of whatever, whatever. My physical attributes, I drive a Mercedes, I live in this house, I go to this blah, 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 I'm, I'm this size, etc. Your physical attributes can go and support your self-esteem and can go up and down. Now, there's no harm, by the way. The reason why we have that is to grow because we're here in this physical world to experience it fully. And if we don't have the desire to have the better car, to have the better body, to have a more... You can't experience it. You don't grow. You can't experience You don't grow. In order for you to experience this physical world fully, we have to have the desires. We have to have this thing that I want to do. Uh, along with the fact that we, if we don't want to have, if we don't want to experience emotions, why bother coming into the body? Why bother having a body? You have this beautiful, amazing body so you can experience these emotions. And my self-worth comes from the fact that I'm a spiritual being. I'm going to go back there. So that actually goes this way too. No one is better than you because we're all the same. We're all frigging the same. We come from the same place. We're going to go back to the same place. You're a trader. We're in the markets. We've had a good run. Then we have a bad patch. We're in drawdown. We've taken one step forward, two steps back. That's how it feels. We're on the roller coaster. What advice would you give traders in that headspace? So in that respect, my being a trader myself, I would say, look to see what's holding you back. If the strategy is working for you before, it should work for you now. The strategy is not our fault. The market is unpredictable. The market is the way it is. We know that as traders, when we go in, we know it's going to go up and down, left and right. And then we know there's big fishes out there who would actually move the market in certain directions so that people like you and me, who are the small fish, actually get eaten alive. We know that this is why we built our contingencies. This is why we have the stop losses. This is why we have, okay, how much am I willing to risk? You know, 2%, 1% of my account at any particular trade or whatever. You put those strategies in place. 
Now, if you are not sticking to strategies, if you're not for a particular strategy that's working for you, then it's you, your energy around it, not the strategy at fault, not the market at fault. Nobody actually makes you lose money, you lose it yourself. So if you're not implementing it, then you can take a step back and think, okay, why am I subconsciously you know, pulling myself back? I can consciously put, try and put myself forward, but remember, 5% of me is con- uh, consciousness and 95% is subconsciousness. So- okay, here's a question. You're meeting successful people. Say one person in particular. They're successful. They've made money. They're, they're in their gift. They're in their genius. They've got loved ones, family, friends around them. They emanate success. What words, mm-hmm. what phrases, what do they say? I think the one thing that someone like that would say, and I think I, I'm quite blessed to be, I think I, I would be in that category myself at the moment. The one thing that I can say that has led to my immense success over the last three years, and my story is just horrendous when I, when I talk about it, but I am one absolutely grateful for absolutely everything that happened to me. So gratitude is key. Secondly, it's the constant state of gratitude. So when I get up, I'm grateful. When I take on, and by the way, you don't have to be grateful for the massive things that happen. You can be grateful for the little things that happen. I have a PT that comes in the morning, like five in the morning. So I'm so grateful that I have the, the finances available to call a PT at five in the morning, do the training. So by the time my day starts, I've already taken a shower and ready. I go in my shower and I have an amazing hot shower. People think they take these things for granted. I'm very blessed. I'm like, ah, oh, and then I do my energy work in, in the shower. I'm, I'm so blessed my kids are able to go to private school. I have a nice car. Everything throughout my day, which I people will take for granted, I'm always saying thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm in a state of gratitude. If someone put, by the way, I'm not 100% like this. I'm not a saint for God's sakes. But if somebody throws me off, I don't think, oh my God, I'm off the rag and I'm such a horrible person. I'm like, you know what? I'm human. Okay, it's fine. I'm, I'm having this human experience. Give yourself a break. Cut cords, I, I do a lot of cold cutting. Cut cords with the individual. I don't tell them to cut cords when I get annoyed with someone. And then you bless them, you bless yourself, and then you accept the fact that you are going to have these experiences where, you know, that sometimes you're not going to be in a state of joy, happiness, gratitude all the time. So this is where the 80 20 rule comes in. Stay in the state of gratitude 80% of the time. And if someone is horrible and mean to you, smile back and let them go. Cut cords with them, of course. And let them go. But the, the one key that I found with myself and anybody else who's, who's highly successful is gratitude. Be in constant state of gratitude for everything, small things as well as the big ones. Final advice for traders and listeners right now. I would say uh, you need to work more on your mindset than you do on your strategy. I promise you, your strategy is fine. The market's fine. Nothing's changed. Yes, we've had coronavirus and it's gone a bit topsy table you know, and gone left and right. But market can happen. That can happen anytime. You've got elections in the US election that throws like, the whole financial markets all over the place. Don't rely on the external factors to make you money. Rely on yourself, become self-reliant and know the fact that it's your energy and your perception of the world, which is making your reality. Your internal world makes up your external world. And if you believe that you're an expert trader and you can handle whatever the market throws at you, you will handle whatever the market throws at you and you will be an expert trader. Gal, when can people find out more about you? Where can they get a little bit more of your energy? They can absolutely come and join me on my podcast, which is Money Mindset with Gul Khan. And I'm also available on Facebook and I have a blog too, which is on with my name, www.gulkhan.com. I do run workshops um, intermittently every throughout um, about four to five times a year. And those are where I deep dive into all the concepts we've discussed today, which and the, the website for that is www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com forward slash workshop. Gul Khan, thanks for your time over in London. Thank you so much for having me, Caroline. 
And that's all for today. Stay tuned next week to hear from Matthew Patty for a little more on mindset. I'm Caroline Stephen. Have a good week trading. Take care. As always, if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcast and make sure you give us a big fat five-star review. You'll also notice that Talking Trading doesn't use sponsors and barely advertisers. This is because Chris Tate and Louise Bedford fund this show from tradinggame.com.au. If you'd like to get Louise's five-part free e-course, register at tradinggame.com.au. So until next week, happy trading. The views represented on Talking Trading are generally nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation. Want to know the hottest sectors in the Aussie market? Now's your chance. Download my free Hot or Not special report from tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not. That website again, tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not.